Welcome, y'all. Better day, DJ Truth. I'm here with my guy, my barber, the man, you know, a Lafayette, one of the you know, great barbers, my nigga, Eddie the Clutch. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? Man, so, though, let's start it off at the beginning. All right. What made you want to get into barber? Cause you just don't do barber, you do braids, you do dreads. So what made you get into like I want to be, I want to go to to school to you know learn how to do hair and cut hair. All right. Well, my is majority of my family they do hair, so it's like my mom, my uncles, everybody they either cut hair or do hair in some sense. But in the instance, I mean life hit you in different ways and different measures to whereas you always are determined to be your own boss. True. And in the hair industry, I've learned is a multi-billion dollar industry. So the more people you know, the more people you network with, I mean, the more connections you make from friends from school, from friends that you meet on the streets and the clubs. I mean, it goes on and on. And then you build relationships and relationships always create generational wealth. I mean, it's never about the paper. It's always about the relationships you create because, you know, the people you deal with create who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as far as why I chose this, it's just to help set the trends in the culture of getting connected to the people, to the streets, to the industry, to everybody because everybody wants to be fresh. Everybody wants to feel like that celebrity. Yeah. So... My job is to make them feel like that perfect celebrity that they are. All right. So you say your family, like your mom, you was like doing hair. So pretty much you say that's your influence. Seeing growing up, seeing your mama doing hair, and it's like that's one of the reasons. Not just because you you know the reasons that you say of making everybody feel like a celebrity. Everybody likes to be fresh, but seeing your mama doing it growing up. It's like, man, I could do that too. Yeah. And it was basically like when I got went to UL and I went to college, it was on some stuff to whereas I mean, we was all going to the clubs and I was the only dude with a pair of clippers. So it was ah. like everybody in the clique, they come get freshened up and then it turned into me cutting the dorm rooms, to me cutting the players, and then it just trickled down effect to whereas it they was like, Man, instead of doing it for free, you know, you can make money yeah. off. <laughs> so I was like, All right, cool deal. So it went from you know, me hustling a little smoke to uh, cutting hair and burning CDs. And oh, shit. So, shit, I mean, at that time, it was like 2011. So, we still had a little bit of CDs and yeah. USBs. So, I mean, I was doing mixed CDs and club bangers. And hey, it was doing CDs. I mean. And cutting. Get it. So, you could get your a nice mix before yeah. you go to the club and get your fresh one. Come most on. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, shit, that's what's up. Shit. So, um. By all of that, you doing haircuts in college and stuff. What made what was that one haircut to say like, this is what I'm gonna do this. This is what, yeah, this is it. This one haircut 
I'm going to do this for. I mean, it got down to the point to whereas I was making more money going in my dorm room than going to class. So it got down to the point to whereas my family members, they was like, come on back home to Iberia and we're going to get you set up. So, I mean, I got set up and then I started traveling a little bit, cutting here and there. And then when I realized, like, as far as doing show money or getting paid, I needed a license. So I had to ground yeah. myself and start up from a license. And after that, I mean, it was just reestablishment. And now I just travel from state to state and visit and give back as much as I can. Honestly, that's what it's all about. Oh shit! Uh, I, I'm glad you said it, but that was gonna be like one of my later questions because you said, but uh, by going to state, different states and stuff like that, you ever thought of like to say like, I love where I'm from, I love home, but I could see myself in another state, making more money, building more network and relationships. Did you ever think about that? Because I know. I know that you you go you know sometimes you go to Georgia and cut hair and I know I used to stay out there so I know the money out there is good so yeah so you ever thought about it like I'm gonna take my talent to I mean I do think about it constantly but it's basically I I do it on a family tip to stay here is because mm -hmm. it's more of a grounding I mean I could go anywhere and thrive and live a luxurious life. But will I be able to get the stability of raising my kids in a full-figured home and not letting them have, say, if I move to Cali or something, I'll have to put them on a bus or put them across town or do mm -hmm. something of that sort. Or if I go to Georgia, I mean, every place has its kinks. Mm -hmm. But to say more or less, more homegrown, more cultural, more to get them more to their roots, I mean, I'll do it here, but when they get a little bit older, it'll be more of an understanding base to whereas they can gravitate more towards what they want to do. Yeah. All right. Sure. All right. So before we was really interrupted, <laughs> what's your thoughts about like owning your own shop, putting your name? Because at the end of the day, you're still a boss because you work for yourself. Mm -hmm. But like being in your own shit, people coming to you, like, what's your thoughts there? Like, because I know ever since I started coming by you, since I moved from Georgia, you know, you moved around, but I know it's not nothing like your own shit. So what's your thought about owning your own shop? It's like, I'm going to build, like, I'm building that right now as we speak. So it's, I'm doing proper funding. I'm making sure all my paperwork is together. I'm making sure everything is properly set up because I don't want to start something in, get a kink in the road and then I got to shut down. Yeah. So it's to the point to whereas I want to make sure I can get everything set up for a full-fledged barbershop and salon. And then on a side note, I want to also add a school to it. So Ooh. I'm going to do a three-in-one barber, salon, and school to whereas people can get accredited and then also get the information they need to properly thrive in the business because that's the problem in the business today. I mean, we get our license. We don't move for we move forward, but we don't have proper etiquette to teach us how to manicure our lives as far mm. as bank accounts, trust funds, things of that sort. Mm. So as far as applying certain situations, like for us workforce union, things of that sort, to get us covered as a whole. I mean, it's possible to get all of those things. We have some of those things already, 
but it's a fact of knowing what you can use because it's accessible and what you can't because you have to get other sources of income for it. Definitely. Man, so, man that's that's nice. Three and one. It, I don't, nobody doing it, I guess, huh? Nah, nah, not at all. Because everybody, you know, they do the, the barber and the salon, but having a school, I think that's, that's dope, man. I like that. I like that idea. Shit. That's fine. <laughs> um, how long it took you to master your craft? Even though I feel like you still... You still learning as you go, but how, like, you feel like, man, I master of cutting, like, giving fees or breeding or... Honestly, to be to be genuinely truthful, which is, is no mastering nothing. Because, like, as we're on this journey of life, like, we pick up things each and every day. Mm -hmm. So certain qualities are certain things, you know, it's kind of like a prerequisite to whereas you have to go through some things to or endure some things to see things from a different outlet or such as 360 things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, mastering braiding because, I mean, my hands is in so many different things. I can name like a, a list of people that are awesomely greater than me in certain things. But, I mean, I try my best to thrive and I use them as inspiration because each and every day, they can teach me something I can see from them doing, and they they can also pick up vice versa. So, I mean, as far as mastering, that's hard to say because, I mean, I just got faith that I could do it great because yeah. it comes from a lot of fucking up. I'm going to be real. No, you got to hey, fuck up to Yeah, to for real, though. You got to make mistakes and all of that shit to, to learn from it and stuff. So, so let's go into that. What was, like, a time that you... That, you felt like, damn, I gave somebody a bad haircut. Like, damn, I fucked up. Like, I mean, it, it's been to the point to whereas, like, I've had situations to whereas I wasn't comfortable with the cut, so I give it for free. Or if it's something to a situation whereas I've, I've had situations to whereas, say, because no one's perfect. And when I first started, too, it was like I was kind of swinging lineups a little bit. <laughs> so, like, to the point to where I was like, Damn, your next two will be free on me. Because yeah. it's like I'm trying to keep my client, but at the same time, it's just like nobody's perfect. So, I mean, some days people may have a bad day. Some days people may have a great day. But for the most part, it's about consistency. So, I mean, I try to be as consistent as possible, even if it's like walking away from the head or finding different angles I can look at it at. Or sit, even if I got to ask for help for help or questions like, Everybody needs help from somebody because, yeah. I mean, we're not perfect. Thanks. So, like, even in the barber world, like, not too much of this shop because I don't know too many people, but let's go to, I forgot, old bottom um, shop. Why first, when oh, I... In the cut? Yeah, and, like, what you, that. like, by, I seen the relationships you had in that barbershop, like, do, do, like, where they be like all the time, they be like, man, I need help. Like, do is the in that barber industry like does it come together to help, or is like they feel like, man, that's you fuck up. That's when you I don't feel like I don't want to help you or this and that. Cool, cool, So all right, it's on the sense of like, so where I come from, like I come from a, a every like so I was kind of like the youngest out of the clique. So it was like 
I had a bunch of older heads over me. So it was like more or less a family. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's on a sense of any time that any situation wouldn't be seen eye to eye, it was, it's always egotistical because we men. So I mm -hmm. mean, and it, I mean, tensions arise, egos get in the way, but at the end of the day, we squash that shit, we get that shit right, we move forward. Yeah. So it's like today, like I have friends that we all started together, like for example, Brandon Givens. Brandon Givens has um, exclu um, exclusive, um, exclusive in River Ranch, and he gives great services. That's my friend, and we all share business he does the micro uh dermal pigmentation the tattooing on the head he'll oh, get you right so i mean we have friends like sunny over there then i have my friend uh frog is at the other exclusive off of pinhook i mean then i have my other partner foreplay he's on the nart they got phil on the nart um he has his um cuts from above he's real good so i mean it's like buku people that i started with like spooty he does music mm -hmm. and then i mean I like Brock, he opened up the edge, like he gives everybody a good shot. I mean, I know um there's Jason Walker with Networks. Um, there's also Presidential Barbershop with Lance. Um, and then there's also people around with suites and stuff too. So I mean, everybody is like a big one niche family. It's every it's once you know one barber, you kind of get to know everybody. So it's like That's a good thing. We was talking about like bad cuts and mastering cuts. Did somebody ever not pay you, like on a sneaky tip, oh, or not just because I know? Because like you say, if you feel like you gotta, but like if somebody try to play, you be like, man, oh you fucked up. But you know in your mind, like I didn't fuck up, because they always say customers right. Right. I mean, like <laughs> in the instance, like I proved my point right in some cases. And I still let them walk off with what they need to walk off with. So, I mean, if you're not satisfied with it, I mean, I have my integrity, my name at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And then I've also had situations where I had people run off and be like, hey, I'm going to the bank or hey, this, that and the other. And But I mean, in instances like that, if they got to run off, it's more likely they need it more than you did. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just chalk it up and I just mark them off the book. They can't come back until they pay their fee. But Sometimes, or nine times out of ten, forget and move on. But, I mean, certain shit like that, you really can't hold to it because it's like, even though I'm in the hair industry, it's like, for example, that's like a, a person going to the store and they're stealing for their kids. Or yeah. they go get their kid hair done and they don't have enough for the kids because now all the kids' food and they get everything prepared and they just walk out. Oh, I got to go get my debit card. But they let them go get out with their groceries. Mm. I mean, it's the same shit, but... So who am I like to to judge you on what you did? I mean, you know you fucked up, but at the end of the day, shit, just chalk it up. All right. Did you ever get into it with somebody if it's because of that or just attitude, like you know, like something that was that customer was just in a bad mood and and it's like it was like man, all right, I'm 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 fed up now. You you pissed me off. Like you ever got into it? like it's been instances to where I, I didn't had like clients irritate me on the slick but it wouldn't show so as as how can i say per se is on a tip of i wouldn't let anguish or anger show towards the hairstyle or the cut or the service to be damper down or something i'm going to give a full 100 percent service but 
at the end of the day, I am going. I'm going to smoke me one when I'm done. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like some. I got a cold. Like some instances, like it's real hard to get me over the edge. So it's like some people, like I, I could tell when the person having a fucked up day. Mm-hmm. Like their energy just thrown all the way off. So it's like my job and my due diligence to like live their spirits. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm gonna play what they like to listen to. If I got my snacks in the day, then we're going to drink some exotic pop. We're going to eat some snacks. We're going to do what we got to do. But on the instance to where it's like constant anguish being thrown out, like I'm going to mention upon it, like try to see what's deriving that problem. Mm -hmm. But as far as like actual physical altercations, there's really no need to get there. That's good, cause I I'm pretty sure it's it's some boys they ain't got no look, bro. Right, look, bro, look. I'm tired of that shit, dog. Take that shit outside. I'm pretty sure that. I mean, but this is time, more but... of like a how can I say a safe haven or a comfort zone. So it's like what we talk about is what stays with with us. It's Definitely. like what where we go with a sense of where your mind is, where your heart is. Like say for example, I talk to people about marriage problems. I talk to some people about relationships. And I talk to people, some people about their street problems. It's like mm-hmm. it goes a multitude of places of the kids, like things of that sort. Because, I mean, it's like we all, like they say, go holler at the village. So, I mean, no, it, it, it take a village to raise. So, I mean, if, if you see my fucking up, then, you know, put on my coattail, let me know about the village. And then the village can handle that. Because yeah. there's no need to, like, draw attention and have different backlashes, different areas going into conflict for no reason. I mean, we already labeled as such. Yep. But like you said, man, take a village and and I'm coming over here. We talk this and that. None of our conversation go outside of here. So I respect this. So it's just about understanding. I mean, it's about communication. I mean, nine times out of ten, the argument going to start because somebody either feeling played or is a lack of communication or understanding. So if both counterparts or both parties understand, it's nine times out of ten going to be resolved at the end of the day. So I'm going to get into um, scheduling and price increase scheduling like how you started off like just you know just doing phone calls but now you're like i got an app book your stuff in time this and that like tell me about like the whole scheduling stuff okay so as far as scheduling go like you can book your haircut so i cut monday through saturday like so for example like if today would be a monday which it is um it would be on a sense of it would be a discounted day. So it would be thirty dollar haircuts for adults, twenty for teens, um fifty uh no, yeah, thirty, twenty, fifteen. And then no, thirty, twenty five, twenty. So oh. and then um lineups are ten, fifteen, and twenty. Um when it gets down to like lock days, like I have the special days to where I as I run like hundred dollar days. Mm-hmm. Um then like I know from it's gonna be August first through the fifteenth, I'm gonna be running ten dollar cuts for all the kids. So it's like as far as increasing go, shoot, I started out at ten, twenty dollars a cut and that was like twenty that's two thousand ten ish, twenty eleven. So, I mean, like, as the years increase, I went to 30, now I'm at 50. And the only reason I'm at 50 because it's highly expertise. I've been cutting over 10 years. I mean, you're getting a, I'm going to give you a private setting. You're going to get the full service you asked for. I mean, it's you get an ambience of pretty much any type of music you want as far as an accustomed to what you like and preference. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as 
VIP services. Like we're starting some new stuff to whereas we're doing bottle services and things that I started again. So whereas we can get our people sipping and chilling at the same time. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot of people have the, oh man, that's high, this and that. And I understand that's your job. That's how you get paid. Right. So you gotta, it's either you respect it or you find somebody that's cheaper. So that's, that was like, and then it's not even on the tip of that. So let me touch up on that too. So say, for example, like I have a client, like say they'll be going through a down patch or they lose their job or situation like that. I'll float you like four or five cuts or give you an understanding because I mean, that's my job to make sure that you straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you making sure I'm straight because without y'all, I don't have a job. True. So, I mean, in the instance, in order for you to get another job, it's my due diligence to Hey, yo, bro, look, haircut or two till you float up and get back on your feet. Yeah. One for your interview and one for your first day of work. So, boom, now you done got you them two cuts. Now, who's to say if he didn't have those two cuts, he wouldn't be able to get through the mm. door to get that good job? See, I don't think nobody even think that further. They just, oh, man, that shit, ah, da, da, da. It's like, that's why I wanted to talk to your body because you have, your mind is just, it's not on like, oh, I, I, I've been cutting for this and I, I, I made my price and that's what it is. It's, it's more than it. It's on a sense. It's more than it. It's, it's that and it's like, so for example, like you'll probably never see me do a back to school kids cut because they always fall on my, around my anniversary, around the seventh. Mm. So it's like, no, like I do it throughout the year. So for example, like I don't broadcast, but I find a kid or two that I've seen that I've seen throughout the school or throughout the streets and I'll help his mom get a few school things or our back door and for Thanksgiving, we'll find a family. We'll go buy some food stamps off the street or something, uh, find something off the street to whereas we can go to the stores and buy buku food to provide for a turkey, a ham, give them a full layout for Thanksgiving in case yeah. they can't afford it. Um, as far as Christmas, I do the um, bike giveaways. Like I find two or three kids and buy them a bike and give it out to whereas they can at least have something to roll on for Christmas. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's like some. I know what it feel like to have, and I know what it feel like yeah, to not have. Yeah, yeah. So in an instance, like I know what it looks like to not have, and people be like, "Oh, I got it," but an extra helping hand, you know, shit. I want God to look out for me too, so yeah. why not look out for somebody else? Sometimes that shit don't need to be broadcast. Like I mean, because in certain instances, like. Certain people might not want you to know they're doing bad. Yeah, and then there's a big thing. Some people don't. And they on some stuff to whereas it's like they go throughout their day. People don't see them struggle, and they might not. I mean, they, they might not have nothing, but they got enough to do what they need mm-hmm. to do, if that makes sense. Yep. So by all means necessary, I mean, there is some hardworking double-figure parents. Like, there'll be two parents, but at the same time, they have high-paying jobs, good figures, and at the same time, they only have enough just for enough. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, even though you do, like, bump up a tax bracket or you do, like, move up to six figures or something of that sort, that shit don't really define you because, I mean, the more money you make, the more the bigger your bills are. I mean, the more your lifestyle requires. Yep. And then it's not even such as a lifestyle of clothing or, or such as things of that sort. It becomes down to, if you have them kids, like them kids come first. So that Thanks. it comes down to school and it comes down to food. It comes down to like the necessities. Mm-hmm. So now it's, it's like what you do, but lean on your brother and make sure your brother can help you out if they have a heart. Yeah. I like that, man. I'm glad you, 
I don't, I didn't know too much about you know you do behind the scenes, but I like that. I like that, and stuff like that. That's I wanna I wanna work with people because I wanna do that with our brand and stuff like that, and then start helping our kids because we started when I was dealing with the music stuff. Like we was trying to look for kids to to give back and stuff like that, and and I noticed when you post it, nobody wanna say anything mm -hmm. because just like you said, it's more of I don't, I don't need no helping hand because it's on the internet. So it's understood. That's understood. I like that. Oh, um, let me hurry up and go because you got a client. Nah, you good. So, um, being that you work Monday through Saturday, does it affect family time? They're like, you know, the wife and the kids. Like, yeah, but no. So in certain instances, like. For example, like I work in a private suite set now. So it's like I'm in the shop, but I'm in my suite. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I'm in the world, but I still can confide myself away from it if I want to. So as far as family time, like Sundays is my strict family day. Um, every other weekend, like I slack down because they wanted to stay more around the area for the summertime. So we've been doing like national parks and things. So we travel on the weekend. Mm -hmm. But Monday through Saturday, like, it's to the point to whereas you see like they'll pop up like oh, yeah. they'll come in their costumes because my kids still dress <laughs> up so it's like it's on the tip to whereas like if my wife comes over she'll bring my food or um make sure i'm straight so it's like i really can't say that more or less they i have a problem with my schedule they honestly work with me so it's like i know that I don't really work from, I really work from like 10 to 7. So anything after that will be after hours, but nine times out of 10. Like I don't do too much because like for school time, I pick my kids up or drop them to school and I don't see them till they get out of after school care, which will help them prepare for school and more training. So it's like after that, I pick them up because I want that one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah. My wife could pick them up, but I'd rather get the one-on-one -on -one time after that. We eat and they back to sleep, and I don't see him till the weekend because it's a constant routine. Yeah. All right, man. Shit. I, I know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, I when you first, when I first came around, you was like hustling, hustling. So I see you damn near almost Christmas time being in the shop midnight, one o'clock. So I, I, I know how you get it. So that's why I was like, that was one big thing of asking you that, like, if it oh, Yeah, like, time. I ain't even gonna lie, like, before, like, so, like, my determinations was different. Like, then it was, like, about the money. And then when I started seeing that, yeah, I got the money, but I'm still missing valuable family time. Mm -hmm. And I can't even spend them, enjoy the money, because I could ship it and watch them enjoy it, but I'm still rolling and working. Yeah. So, it's, like, no point to kill myself and not even be able to enjoy it. So, I limit my schedule now. And I make what I can make in those time limits. And then I permit to have my family time because you got to have some type of balance. Yeah, real shit. Them kids need their parents, man. Especially oh, yeah. daddy. I'm not taking it away from the mamas. Nah, for real. Because <laughs> we can't do it without the mamas. Oh, no, no, not at all. all. That extra structure. Not at all. <laughs> Celebrity. Did you ever cut one? I know I see your pose like the... Some of the dudes that's like Instagram, they got a big following and stuff like that, but like celebrity, like. Like I've did like Juvenile before, and I've did like Chris Ardoin, like local celebrities, things of that sort. But as far as like 
real big celebrities like nah like i did like key once maybe and that was about it like it's a it's, I, I kind of want to say it like that because they're like they, they're regular people too but like just a cutting a juvenile and like a chris all the way like a lot of people that's gonna watch it watch this interview they ain't gonna really know too much about chris but he's a big big time in louisiana cool yeah <laughs> but like what it is like is a conversations different or it's like it just i don't know like I don't know why I'm trying to get at, but no, it's I like, get what you're saying. It's, it's more or less like people just want to be treated like people. So it's like, I mean, you can ask the questions about the music industry and things of that sort, but after a while, that shit get burnt out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you, it, are, it comes off as you fanish or things of that sort. So they getting that like constantly in their days from a person that don't know them. So they're in a place to where they want to feel more of a comfortability, uh, like I said, a safe haven. So it's like, it's more or less of like what's going on throughout today or how they feeling like basically like we'll chop it up like things that we see going on or we'll be like, damn nigga you seen carly russell like, <laughs> like it's, it's all some shit like whereas we seen like what's going on throughout the day and like uh hey i done heard this new song and hey check this one out or hey look my little partner do this but check that one out and like everybody brushing up somewhere you know because mm -hmm. it's not really somebody coming up off of somebody but Shit, everybody needs somebody to do something. So if he know if he like his music and he decide to reach out to such and such, then he could lick up and do whatever he gotta do. Like cutting like Chris all the way, like you got your probably sweet now, but like before, like you was in a shop where other barbers like they anybody like, you know, come start a stuff, <laughs> you know, you like, oh man, that's Chris all the way. Like, I don't know, but let me go chop it up, see how I could throw feel my music. Free. I mean, feel Cause I, you know, like you said, they want to feel like, man, I deal with this enough. I just want to just come, cut hair, kick this shit, talking some regular shit. But it's like, it might not be you, but it could be another person or client. They're like, man, that's like, man, man, this and that. Like, does that bother you or any way? Like, man, y'all chill, man. Just let that man be. Nah, it's on the sense of like, they'll come, they'll talk, they'll chop it up. If they got some music pointers, he'll give them some. But it's not more or less on the instance to whereas anybody will rub somebody the wrong way. Right, right. Like it's on some, like if they got something they want to pass, they'll probably pass it through me or they'll pass it through however instance they want to. Or I tell them go to their Instagram, holler at different people. Or if they need like, say for example, if they need like production and stuff done, or they got a show or something, mm -hmm. I'll shoot them to JJ. Hey, go holler at JJ Kaye. He get you all your music production right. He'll set you up for the stages. Uh, if you, you need some shows, you could go holler at Paul or you could J Paul, you could go holler mm -hmm. at um Nate, you could go holler at a bunch of them, like everybody like really not how can I say dicks in the industry. Like yeah, it's yeah. It don't get me wrong, like once you start moving up the chain, like is it becomes tighter to talk to them because I mean their life is at more of value to yeah. to certain instances. So it's like you can't really fault them because it's tight security and they got to move on the fastest it's because they're more, they're walking late. Yeah, you just, you never know. So we just seen the, the <laughs> um, Cardi B shit. Oh yeah, when she do that. <laughs> like, uh, and now she charged for like, yo, like, come on, man. Saying? Like, so, I mean, that is, oh man, damn. Sorry, celebrities. Yeah. And, and they, they coming from insurance policy. <laughs> they coming. But, uh, man, my last question, man, uh, for any barbers that's coming up or about to go to school, 
give them some tips, man, of just being a great barber as you, as you, you know, everybody, their own person, but like, and you, with some tips that you would give somebody that's coming up that want to be a barber? Uh, first, foremost, stay humble. Like, you don't never know everything. And I mean, you never know who you're going to need later on down the line. So, I mean, bridges could be burnt, but friendships could be made and last in a long time. Um, always learn, always feed yourself new knowledge. As far as in this barber game, it's not really one hustle. So it's like you don't have to just cut hair. You can do hair. I mean, if you can cater to somebody's whole family versus just one person out of it, you can maximize your dollar. I mean, you can sell hair, you can sell product, I mean, you can sell classes. I mean, even if you are good enough, you don't have to be to the sense to whereas you don't want nobody to learn your information. Mm -hmm. Everything is lucrative in this day and time. So, I mean, even if you're selling revenue points to where to ask where to go or who to direct to somebody, I mean, you can middleman a million and one things. And lastly, I mean, it's best to invest in yourself but learn the business so i mean as far as learning the business learning as far as opening a business account learning how to invest in getting business lines of credit such as like u lines and different lines things of that sort get you some gas cars open up get you some um get you some credit unions rolling and then after that i mean you then start to open you up a trust fund, move that LLC to S Corp once you make a certain amount of money. Mm. And then after after that, you can then start to learn how to pay people and write different things off because there's different sections and different sectors that you can write off different things. So, I mean, learning business etiquette and how to properly run a business. I mean, if you could sell dope and you can dug the cops, you can <laughs> run a mass, you can dug the cops, dug the ops, mastermind how to sell product and work with inflation and all the things that the streets have to bring you can definitely all really you have to duck is the irs and the fbi and keep your book straight and besides that you really gonna be a lucrative businessman or woman in this game so i mean no matter what you're selling i mean small numbers add up so i mean no matter what your hustle is like just make sure your game tight and you constantly adding to it to elevate yourself so proper preparation prevents poor performance is what I kind of live by, five Ps. So, I mean, it'll get you somewhere. There you go, barbers. Just don't be a good barber. Be a good businessman because at the end of the day, he's your own boss. So It is, man. Shit, man. Appreciate you, dog, for doing this interview. That's it, man. I appreciate yeah. you, bro. Like, real shit. So, guys, I'm DJ True to Be the Dad, Eddie Clutch, man. And we that out. is.